Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, (laughs) welcome to Hate Week, baby. (laughs) Oh yeah, let it run through you. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my fellow beautiful Michigan State Spartan fans. How are we doing coming off that bye week? Oh my goodness gracious, that is healthy. I feel recharged. I, I feel ready to hate. I, I feel ready to get into this week and <laughs> let's go. Um, on today's show, yeah, hey, just a nice little introduction to uh, the week of hate here in this great state of Michigan. Uh, but first, I need to thank you guys once again for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Yeah, we do this five days a week, Monday through Friday. That's right, we got a full, full slate of shows for you guys. We're going to have some great guests uh, working on a former player who's one of my favorites of all time, uh, Jarrell Worthy. He will drop by later this week. We'll, of course, have Stephen Brooks hop on sometime this week. And we will also, yes, we will talk to another Michigan fan here. That's right. I, I don't get along with most of them, but... Chris Castellani of Barstool Sports, he's one that I do get along with, so he will be on to help break down Michigan's side to this game coming up because, yeah, I know, I don't really want to talk about the Wolverines, but I, I, I guess it might be important this week. I don't know, maybe that might just be me, but hey, we'll uh, get him on as well. And yeah, I'm working on another guest or two for the rest of the week as well. So yeah, a full, full week, full week of hate, full week of guest. <laughs> God, I live for this stuff. Let's go, baby. Um, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans, and um, I think I think that takes care of all the housekeeping. So, fellas, ladies, welcome to Hate Week 2021. Yes, that time of year again, where we play the team down the road that lives in its own little world. That's right. It's beautiful. A world where losing nine of the last 13 matchups against the Spartans doesn't really matter because it's always point to that great all-time record where racking up wins before the forward pass was allowed or before segregation made its way into the game. That's right. My great-great-grandpappy, he saw saw us beat those farmers over in East Lansing time and time again, so suck it. That's right. That's relevant in the year of our Lord 2021. In that little world. It's a world where accomplishments, three generations ago, are made to seem as if they took somewhat recently. I mean, that, okay. A world where it's never their fault when they come routinely short over and over again. But instead of faults, it's it's a crowned field or a timekeeper or a rainstorm or a virus or a so-called fluke play. It's, it's a world where sending out their gunners on a punt where no return man was in sight... No, that wasn't their fault. No, 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 not game planning correctly for a storm that everyone in the entire state saw coming. It can't be their fault. No, no, no. It's it's a world where watching your secondary get incinerated by a true freshman over and over and over and over and over again. No, it can't be their fault. No, no, no. That's no, not not in the not in that world. No, it's a world where looking at their own faults is just never an option but rather just creating made-up boogeymen to explain why it's been 17 years since the conference title has been won. Wow. Players being recruited right now, juniors in high school, not alive for it. But in their little world, doesn't matter. It's denying reality. 
blaming outside forces for why you've never been to a conference championship game that's been around for almost a decade. Well, seven teams in the conference haven't seemed to have an issue with that, but, hmm, their little world, that just doesn't seem to be the case. Odd. It's just the world's just so steeped in delusion that news anchors in Pyongyang cringe in secondhand embarrassment. It's, it's that time to play that program, guys. That's right, the one that lives in their own little world and refuses to join the rest of us in reality because, hey, who's got it better than us? Well, I, I, I would say everyone else that's been laughing at you uh, does. Yeah, that seems to make sense. The ones that have been to Indy, the ones that can actually compete in their rivalries that take place. Yeah, that that's who probably has it better than you guys. So, welcome to Hate Week, everyone. We're not going to beat around the bush and play nice and show do the whole show respect thing. No. Uh, they don't respect us. Good. I, we sure as hell never respect them. And that's the way it should be in rivalries. Yeah, no meeting up at a neutral field every year and holding hands and skipping in. Oh, this is so great. This is so much fun. We should do this every year at the same place. No. No pointing to a storied rivalry and pimping it out as one of your only signs of being relevant this millennium. No matter how bad you've been getting beaten in that rivalry lately. Oh, that, no, that's, that'd be bizarre behavior, wouldn't it? No, this is just pure, uncut hate between the Spartans and Wolverines the way it should be. It's the way it will be this week. It's the way it will be next year. The year for that, the offseason, game week. So uh, buckle up. Wipe the nice smile off your face and let the hate flow through you this week, Spartan fans. And Wolverines! Uh, let's go, baby. No, no playing nice, because this ain't a nice rivalry. Because it's hate week, baby. And it's time to shine. So, for this, this episode, we've got some great mailbag questions from you fantastic listeners. Uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com, if you ever want to reach out. Um, and let's just kick it off right here with this question from Kevin Mills. Uh, just been listening since the summer, uh, met up in Miami, uh, writes a ton of nice words in his email. Thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, so his question actually pertains to the player that, well, crossed the bridge uh, over the offseason. Yes, we're talking Ben Van Summeren, the ex-Michigan Wolverine linebacker who now plays for our Spartans. Uh, so it's a question that goes a little something like this. How big of an impact slash, slash advantage do you think Ben Van Summeren is going to have in our film room come 10:30 this weekend's game obviously. Obviously Michigan's offense and defense have changed quite a bit since last year, but do you think playbooks change that significantly from year to year? Would love to hear your thoughts. Um okay, yeah, I got some thoughts on that. Um I go back to I think it was the Cleveland Browns hard knocks season on the of course HBO uh critically acclaimed show Hard Knocks and they had a situation like that in the preseason, of course, where an ex-player was playing his former team. And they took time in you know, the film room and the meeting for the player to get up, and it wasn't necessarily about X's and O's, about offense and defense. It was more so like what is different about each player that maybe might not be seen on film. Like, oh, this guy hates contact, or this guy uh, is like faster breakaway speed than you would think, so play a few yards off of him. I, I think that is going to be what Ben can bring to the table here. Like he, he practiced against them, all, of course, all the time last year. So if it's any like little nuances that are about each player, like yeah, oh he's not that physical, he hates contact, or oh he loves juking left instead of right, just stuff like that. As far as X's and O's go, listen, I'm, Ben Van Summer, I'm sure, is a very smart player. I'm sure every college football player knows more about the game than I can hold at all. So, with that said, 
I, I think the coaches know even more so than that, especially with having a bye week as well. Um, and it's also, too, when it comes to the offense, yeah, the playbooks have changed, but also Michigan's identity has changed a lot, too. Like, they start to look like Wisconsin of old. And that worked for the Badgers, and obviously seems to be working for the Wolverines so far this year. So I, I think that maybe, yeah, he can bring some X and O stuff, but really... I think the keys are in the coach's hands on this one. I, I think that it'll be a, a coach-led game plan, of course. Um, but that's not to say that Ben won't help. It's just going to be the little nuances as it goes player to player is how I think he will help. And, yeah, it also helps that you have a bye week as well. So coaches really are eating as much film as possible. So, yeah, Ben will help a little bit. Maybe not as much as we think, but I think that's for a good reason. It's because, well, the coaching staff is more than likely going to have this down pat and having the Spartans uh, ready to roll on Saturday, hopefully. So, yeah, and also uh, Kevin followed up with another email. Uh, not sure if this is a hot take, but we should definitely break out the bronze helmets for this game. It's the 10-year anniversary since introducing them, and we need to give those moronic Michigan fans nightmares of the past decade. This is a new era, our era. Then he writes, that last bit may have been dramatic, but I don't... Just want a win against these guys. I need a psychological beatdown. I don't think that was dramatic enough, actually. But no, I would agree with you. I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the bronze helmets, of course. It always seem to spark good memories. So, yeah, God, that's another great little storyline for this game is what jerseys are they going to break out. My guess is uh, all green, all green everything head to toe, a la the 2013 game. So, yeah, well, we'll see. Stay tuned to that one. So, all right, guys, we got more mailbag questions coming up after this fine break here, but need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks that's right guys prize picks the leader in college sports daily fantasy prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five as well as the mid-major players you might have never even heard of prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns even interceptions thrown so how on earth do you play well you got to go to the app store or google play download prize picks and then send in your deposit but with promo code locked on. That's right, all one word, locked on. And that will give you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So from there, you pick two to five players, an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you against the numbers. So check out the award-winning app today and enjoy the safe and fast withdrawals as well. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available wherever you find folks get your podcast. Uh, this next question comes from a, a person that's just near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's Joey. He writes in at lockedonspartans at gmail.com. And uh, him and his buddy sat behind me at the Miami game, and we were just going through it all together. Just uh, the, the ups, the downs. The stresses, the celebrations, uh, yeah, no, the, the, only only hung out with him for a few hours in, in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium, but oh, one of my favorite people of all time. So he actually writes in four questions. We're going to tackle one right now, and I'm going to do some rambling on this one. Uh, what is your favorite win over Michigan in your life? Luckily, there's quite a bit to choose from. Uh, he writes, for me, it has to be the 2013 at-home game with minus 48 rushing yards. Waited outside Spartan Stadium from 5 p.m. Friday until game time to be front row. Watched the movie 300 in a bush outside the student entrance on a laptop when police came by around 2 a.m. to tell us we couldn't wait there. Well, hey, 
love the police, love uh, you know, anyone that um, is in like a service like that, if you will. But come on, I, really, brooming kids out at two a.m. waiting in line for a game? <laughs> come on, hook a brother up here. Um, wow, this is like uh, I imagine like picking your favorite kid, right? I only have one right now. Um, so when parents say like, oh, you can't pick your favorite, it's like, okay, well, I can't pick my favorite Michigan State win over Michigan either. Uh, like, honestly, it, it kind of goes back to when uh, the whole Michigan State run has started, right? 2008, just a dominant 35-21 win. Uh, on the road in Ann Arbor, uh, Larry Capers overtime win because, I, you know, Tate Forcier with a late comeback and then, uh-uh, not so fast. My name's Larry Caper. I'm going to storm it in the end zone. Well, it's like, these are all fun and well games, but I'm going to start here. Uh, for maybe my top three MSU wins in 2011, uh, it was the 28 to 14 win uh, against Michigan. Both are ranked in the top 25, and it was my sophomore year at state, so it might have uh, like, like an emotional attachment to it as well. Um, that's when they broke out the pro combat jerseys. It, just an awesome game, killed uh, Denard Robinson's Heisman hopes, and. Really, it was the end of the game that did it for me as well. The, the pick stick, pick six was pure pandemonium in the student section. Uh, always remember that. But more so, uh, we were ten rows up in the student section. All of a sudden, you know, I'm by the aisle. Someone runs by us with shoulder pads. I'm like, who on earth rocked a full uniform in the student section today? My goodness! And you know, I turn around and it says Cousins on the back. I'm like, wow, that with a customized Kirk Cousins. Wait a minute. That's Kirk Cousins. Like, he ran up in the student section, celebrated with us. You know, we all mobbed him. You know, group hug. We're all going crazy. We're yelling at each other. So, yeah, I mean, beating Michigan was awesome enough. But to celebrate with, you know, the quarterback and my favorite MSU athlete of all time. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to put it on the top three for me, no doubt. 2013, squarely, squarely on my top three. Um, just like you, I had a fun story to go along with that as well. It was my senior year, and back when Pepino's, existed at Michigan State. Um, they were having a ticket giveaway, and I didn't have tickets at the time. I worked at the State News. We rarely had time to go to games and whatnot. But the contest here at Pepino's uh, was for every Miller Lite you drank that night, you would get a raffle ticket for a pair of tickets to the Michigan-Michigan State game. And when I heard that, oh man, yours truly was off to the Miller Lite raceway. Uh, just glugging every... 10, 15 minutes, just, yep, keep them coming. Yeah, I'll have another. Sure, I'll have another. Yep, give me another. Thanks, yeah, I'll take another. Um, hey, they're only two bucks each at Pepino, so that's, uh, yeah. I probably had 34% of the tickets in the basket, and sure enough, my name was called. So, yeah, landed tickets there. They are kind of around, like, that corner of the stadium where they put the away fans, too. So, uh, I remember first series of the game, we, we get a big stop. I forgot if it was a sack or a loss of yardage, but I stand up and I say, that's all day, Michigan fan behind me, who is a pretty cool guy. He was like, oh yeah, that's all day, all right, sure. Well, lo and behold, it actually was all day. I mean, just like <laughs> Joey said earlier, the minus 48 rushing yard game, so that was just pure dominance and really the flagship game of that season because that's what that team was all about. Yeah, the offense was was fine, fine enough, but man, that defense, something nasty, something nasty. Uh, the 2014 game was just fun because of the whole like stake in the ground before the game. That was a fantastic, just chef's kiss WTF moment of what are you guys doing? But I don't know if it's top three. And this probably, uh, you probably already know where I'm going to go with my third top three game of all time. And 
no, as fun as the 2017 game was, it's not that. And as hilarious as last year's game was, no, it's not that. It's, uh, drumroll please. That's right, guys, the 2015 game. I mean, uh, what what is maybe forgotten about by others outside the rivalry? I think everyone that's a Michigan fan or Michigan State fan knows what this held. Uh, is that both teams were, I mean, pretty damn good going into this game. I mean, Michigan was ranked number 12, Michigan State ranked number 7, like, it, this wasn't just a game that, you know, that had a crazy ending uh, that, you know, gave one team the rivalry trophy. No, it, it put the winning team in the driver's seat for going to Indy, for going to the college football playoff. So just the fact that it a, ended like that in amazing fashion to give Michigan State uh, something they can gloat about forever. Just something that you can always, always just, just post anywhere or, or talk about. God, the best. But also... Meant so much that year because, well, hey, we only had one loss going into the college football playoff, and I don't necessarily know if that happens. I'm going to take a gander and say, no, Michigan State does not go to Indy if they lose that game. No, they do not go to the college football playoff if they lose that game. So uh, am I taking the easy way out with saying the 2015 game is my number one? Uh, I might be, yeah, but I think that there's a good reason for it. And also one of the most underrated parts of that game, too, was the week after I think Michigan State had a home game the following week, and I'm so sorry I'm blanking on who exactly they played, but that was so fun just being at the tailgate and everyone just swapping their where were you story, what were you doing stories. Like, if, listen, like tailgating is always a joyous atmosphere. It's 60, 80, probably this week, and 120,000 of you know, the best you know, Spartan family and friends that you know, and God, everyone, everyone was just joined by that play that week. That was a, a beautiful day of tailgating, so... Oh, man, I could, I could talk about that game forever. Got punched in the face after that game. Inadvertently, uh, we had a group hug in the middle of my parents' family room. My brother came in hot to join the scrum, and yep, as he wrapped his arms around us, poo, I took one right to the face. So that's, uh, hey, it's okay, baby. We shake it off. Spartans will. We, we move forward. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's my top three right there. Sorry if I rambled. I could God, just talk about wins over Michigan forever. It's great. It's fantastic. Hopefully we have another one. Talk about this weekend. All right, guys. We'll be back in a hot segment with more mailbag questions. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right. I'm actually drinking a Built Boost right now. That's right. The little uh, vitamin-charged drink packets, which tastes incredible. Uh, if you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like a protein bar whatsoever. These are sensational. And they also taste like what they say on the packaging. Because how many times have you had a protein bar... It's just like chalky or waxy, and it just tastes like you're eating sawdust wrapped up in cheap chocolate. There's no flavor at all. Well, that, that ain't Built Bar, I'll tell you that much. Soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, when you bite into it, yeah, you know it's something different. Because, well, yeah, it tastes like what it says on the wrapper. For example, blueberry muffin, uh, amazing. Cookie dough chunk, amazing. Uh, so many amazing flavors, guys. And also, not just good on the taste buds, but great on the body. Built Bars, low-carb. Low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits. And also, like I said, just incredibly delicious. So go get yourself coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, and also uh, Rocky Road, if that's still up on their website. Their limited time flavors go super fast. But if you're lucky enough to get one, get yourself a box of that. And also, when you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's right, guys. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's all one word for 15% off at built.com. 
All right, we're going to kick this segment off with a student at Michigan State right now. Yes, his name's Avery. says, hello, I'm a senior at Michigan State who works every day at 4 a.m. Heavens, to I, imagine doing anything at 4 a.m. in college. I, no, that, that ain't for me. Anyway, uh, your Locked On podcast helps the day fly by and keeps me up to date on how MSU is doing. It's always fun to listen to. Thank you, Avery. You are the man. Really appreciate the kind words. Um, God, you guys are the best. Um, so his question is, since this is Matt Coughlin's senior year, do you think we will switch to Evan Johnson, being that he's a senior next year, or try to pick up a freshman and rebuild another Coughlin? Um, it will be the freshman route. It, it's going to come through Jack Stone. That's right, baby. Jack Stone out of Texas. He is regarded as one of the top kickers uh, in next year's class, rated five-star by uh, Cole's Kicking. Or maybe even six star. They have a different rating system on um, Cole's Kicking website, but yes, right here, five star. Sorry, guys. Uh, the number twenty ranked kicker in the country per Cole's Kicking, so it's probably going to be him. I, I think that's just how it goes with college kicking. You just get the new guy in there, you start him off as a freshman, and then, well, I was going to say he sticks around for four years, but in Coglin's case, you stay around <laughs> however long you want, apparently. So. Um, it's not to say it's a guarantee. I, I just don't think that uh, Evan Johnson will perhaps land the job. This is all speculation. But, yeah, I think the, the staff is going to love what they see with uh, Jack Stone next year. That's right. Pride of Texas coming up to East Lansing. So want to hammer out that quick question first. Thanks a lot, Avery. You're the man. You're the man. We're going to go back to uh, Joey's mailbag right here. And we're going to hit his first question that he asked. And this is a, a great hypothetical you could play along with at home. If right now... You could take a Big Ten championship and playoff berth this year, but it means we only have Mel one more season. Do you do it? I think this question is without a doubt, yes, he says. And he also uh, notes, ignore this question, please, if Indiana's game does not go well, because he wrote this before MSU played the Hoosiers. Um, Wow, okay, so after this year, Mel gets one more season after is how I read the question. Um... I Yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. No, I'm not in a position where I could just turn down a Big Ten championship and a playoff berth. I I don't think any program, maybe except Alabama, maybe except Georgia, maybe Oklahoma, those might be the three that would just maybe turn down a conference championship and a playoff berth so they can reap a, a future benefit. No, I... That would be Looney Tunes for me to turn down as a state fan. No, I'm going to take the Big Ten Championship. I'm going to take the playoff berth. Mel, we're really going to miss you. But also, you've already cemented yourself as one of the best coaches in program history. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of fine coaches. You know, Mark D'Antonio, uh, you know, he, he was he was okay, I would say. Um, yeah, it, uh, it would be very hard to see him go. But, yeah, that, you know what? Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for taking us to Indy, babe. Appreciate that. And another college football playoff berth. Um, there aren't enough programs that have been to a college football playoff, too. Like, for MSU to do it twice would put them, as bad as the first one went, would put them in a kind of an elite fraternity there. Like, it is not a lot of teams that have done this. I Yeah, so, no, give me, give me the college football playoff. All right, we're going to end it with this one. Uh, because... Yeah, we start with, with the whole hate week monologue, but no, we're, we're going to cross the bridge here and answer this question as well. He says, this one is going to be hard. If you could have one Michigan player on MSU this year, who would it be? He says uh, his would be Dax Hill, Michigan's safety. It would allow us to move Gross out to, out of safety, excuse me, and him and H in the back would be stupid good. 
I'm just gonna. I don't know exactly who it would be. So I'm sorry. I'm I'm pulling a, a, a Braylon Edwards right now and claiming I don't know anyone on their team. Uh, no, I just don't know who their best offensive lineman is because that's my answer right there. I feel fine enough with our secondary, especially going into this weekend where throwing might not be at a premium for the Wolverines. So I'm gonna just say what whoever their best offensive lineman is can come on over because I. I was, uh, I am not well after what happened against the Hoosiers. Uh, that was not the greatest showing by the offensive line. So I would love uh, just some insurance there. And also, uh, Joey throws on this one as well. Simil- similarly, if I'm saying the word right, that, that's a word that always trips me up. If you can go back in time, the last 20 years, and have one Michigan player have their career at Michigan State, who would it be? The correct answer here is Glasgow for me uh, would have been a perfect addition to the offensive line for that playoff run. You took it right out of my mouth, I think. Yeah, Glasgow would be a very, very tough name to turn down. Oh, man, I'm just trying to think of any offensive weapon over the 2018 season or 2019 season could have helped Michigan State because, you know, if you've blocked out those seasons, congratulations. That must be awesome. But, yeah, those years where the defense was just carrying the team and the offense could rarely if ever get anything going oh do they have any offensive weapons that come to mind that could have helped dpj perhaps on people's jones i guess i i don't know i then again i don't think the problems really lied in receiver for michigan state oh boy wow now, now i'm just starting to think of bad seasons <laughs> but uh no yeah i'm gonna have to go with glasgow why not the offensive line was fine enough but you get a guy like him there sure fine so all right, that concludes probably the only time I'll be nice to Michigan this entire week, so uh, that didn't really sit well with me. Uh, yeah, all right, guys. Well, yeah, that's uh, that would be the end of this here show. That's right. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Uh, we do have a full week of shows. We got uh, Chris Castellani from Barstool Sports here to talk about Michigan sometime this week. Uh, we're working on Jarrell Worthy right now. He was awesome last year if you listened back then. Stephen Brooks will drop by, of course, and then uh, working on another guest or two as well, but don't want to say anything before that gets wrapped up. If you need more Big Ten football in your life, guys, please follow Locked on Big Ten with our guy Nate Dickinson. He does it five days a week just like we do. And, yeah, he'll hold your hand and walk you through the whole conference. So, All right, guys, hey, let's uh, let's have ourselves a week. Let's go. Whew, yeah, go green. Go green.